happy to be here with you today broadcasting from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina in my office that has three diplomas and on my I Love Me wall and bookshelf full of books and this computer and picture of my wife and yep, this is where we do it. This is where the magic happens. This is where the magic happens in the Jared Dillian show. We're going to have some magic today. You know, it's funny, I'm teaching at Coastal Carolina these days, and I'm teaching a personal finance class. And we've spent some time talking about student loans. And this is all part of a much larger discussion. I mean, you can talk about student loans, but really the bigger question is, should you be going to college? Let me tell you a quick story. I went to a beer distributor in Wisconsin a few years ago, and they said that they were hiring college graduates, college graduates to sales jobs that paid $55,000 a year, and they were hiring high school dropouts to trucking jobs that were paying $110,000 a year. And you're like, huh, that really doesn't make any sense. (laughs) You can get paid more money as a high school dropout than you can going to college. And then on top of that, thinking about all the money you spent on college and you have to pay that back. Yeah. Why would you want to go to college? I don't know. So I think college is for some people and college is not for other people. You know, I think college is for the really smart kids who have the potential to go on and do great things and make lots of money and start businesses and become attorneys and just, you know, do all kinds of good stuff. Uh, But I think if you're kind of on the margins, if you're kind of an average kid and um, really the best you can hope for coming out of college is that you're going to be waiting tables, then, I mean, it's, it's nice that you learned all that stuff. Um, And I'm all for enlightenment and, but you are going to be a very enlightened waiter. (laughs) So, There's a lot of people talking about this. What is the purpose of a college education? You know, is the purpose enlightenment? Is the purpose the education itself? Is the purpose learning things? Or is the purpose to prepare you for a career? And if you ask the professors, if you you ask the professors this question, they will say, well, it's absolutely for enlightenment. It's because we are all better people when we learn things. And it's not entirely true. Like college should also be about preparing people for a career. It's not to say that it's, uh, you know, a technical school, but, or a trade school. It's not, but yeah, like you do have to prepare kids to function in the adult world and pay bills and earn money and stuff like that. You know, so one of the things that people have been focusing on are these types of degrees that people are getting, you know? I was a math major in college. And you're like, ooh, a math major. Well, a math major is a very good thing to be. It's a very good thing to be if you don't know what you're going to do with your life. Absolutely true. Because... Most math majors don't go on and study more math and get PhDs in math. A lot of math majors go on and do other things. They study finance. They study engineering. They study chemistry. They study physics. If you are a math major, 
you can do anything. You can even study English like me. Like I study writing. I was a math major and then I got another degree in writing. (laughs) If you're a math major, you can do absolutely anything. And yet we have this like revulsion to math. Like nobody wants to do math and I don't get it. So, but it depends on the major and you have, you know, I don't want to pick on gender studies majors. I know people that teach gender studies. They're nice people. They're, they're fine. You know, they're super liberal, but they're nice people. And I kind of fail to see how that major prepares somebody to work in the outside world. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a nice to have, not a necessary to have. You know, if you study gender studies, well, then you're really the only career path here is that you're going to go on and get a graduate degree in gender studies or a PhD, and you're going to teach gender studies. Like, that's the career path. And that's true of some other things, too. It's also true of philosophy. But, you know, I would argue that philosophy is a lot more valuable depending on who is teaching it. So, but yeah, this is where we are. This is where we are. You know, and I explained to these kids... Like, guys, these student loans are the worst thing in the world. What you have signed yourself up for is no good. No good. And most of them are paying for their education with student loans. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I have a rubric for paying for college. If you don't know what a rubric is, it's a series of rules. Paying for college If you go to a top-tier school, which is like the best 20 schools in the country, if you go to a top-tier school, you should go no matter what it costs. Costs $100,000 a year, doesn't matter. You should go. If you go to a second-tier school, you should not go unless you can keep the debt to under $40,000. Notice I didn't say it should cost less than $40,000. I said you you must have less than $40,000 in debt. And if you go to a third tier school, you should not go unless you have no debt at all. That's it. Really, you shouldn't go unless it's free. So here's the thinking on this. If you go to Harvard, if you go to Harvard, if you get into Harvard, you have to go to Harvard. If you get into Harvard, you can't not go. You have to go. Why? Because... The unemployment rate for people who graduated from Harvard is zero. The only people from Harvard who are not working are people who are choosing not to work. If you graduated from Harvard, the unemployment rate is zero. If you go to McDonald's and you hand them a resume and it says Harvard on it, you're going to work at McDonald's. You're going to have a job. (laughs) Which would be kind of funny that somebody from Harvard is working at McDonald's, but I'm sure there's stranger stories out there. So... Also true for Yale, for Stanford, most of the Ivy League schools, Caltech, MIT, University of Chicago, stuff like that. If you get into one of these schools, you have to go. You have to go. Why? All right. Well, look, if you take out $250,000 in debt, it doesn't matter. It's the name brand of the school. Don't let anybody tell you that name brand doesn't matter. Name brand absolutely matters. Absolutely And also the connections you make while you're there, right? If you go to Harvard, you're going to be going to school with people who will become president 
and Supreme Court justices and CEOs and tech entrepreneurs and Wall Street titans. You're going to be rubbing elbows with these people. Maybe you need a favor someday. That Those connections are going to come in handy. So if you, if you get in, you have to go and you worry about paying for it later. Not a problem. So, And I can't emphasize enough the importance of going to a name brand school. See, because a lot of parents screw this up. A lot of parents don't get it. They say, well, you can just go to the University of Connecticut and be in the Honors College. You can go to the state school and be in the Honors College. No, no, that doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Your resume is still going to say UConn on it, and you're not going to get a job. It doesn't matter that you were in the Honors Program. Nobody cares about that. I, my mother told me that when I was in high school. I was like, really? Is this, <laughs> is this the argument here? Because nobody cares about the UConn Honors Program. Nobody cares at all. So, Name brand, connections, the alumni network. If you fail in these circumstances, it is by choice. So, now having said all that, I never went to a name brand school in my life. I never did. Went to the Coast Guard Academy. A lot of people haven't even heard of the Coast Guard Academy. They heard of West Point. They heard of Navy. They heard of Air Force. They've never heard of Coast Guard. Never heard of it. So, nobody knew about the University of San Francisco. The Dons. The Dons. Nobody heard about the University of San Francisco. So, everywhere I went, I had to like sit down and explain to people that these were actually good schools and I wasn't a dummy right? Harvard is the golden ticket in Yale. You never turn down Harvard because you don't have the money. If you end up with 250000 in debt, you could be making millions over your career, and the debt just does not matter. It will be very small. Also, these schools have big endowments, and if you really can't afford it, chances are you're going to get tons of financial aid. So if you get in, you go. That is my point. So... Now, if you go to a second-tier school, you can take on some debt, but not that much. And these are schools that still have some name recognition, but not to the extent as the Ivy League schools. By the way, if you go to a second-tier school, I recommend you join a fraternity or a sorority. And I think fraternities and sororities are really dumb. Something I would never do. But it increases your earnings potential. If you're in a job interview with somebody that went to the same fraternity, that job interview is going to go pretty well. $40,000 in debt is manageable. The goal is to pay it off in five years. You can pay $8,000 a year. If you're making sixty grand a year, you can pay off $8,000 a year. You can be done paying it off in five years. $40,000 in debt. That's the goal. And if you can't make the numbers work then don't go. Go to a school where you get a bigger financial aid package. Otherwise, you're going to get crushed with debt. It doesn't make any sense to have 100000 in debt from a second-tier school because you are never going to have the earnings potential to pay it off. You can have 100000 in debt from a top-tier school, not a second-tier school. And as for a third-tier school, you're not going to have much earnings potential at all, so you have to come out of there with no debt. Pay as you go, get scholarships or whatever.